I wonder if it'd be lighter with bigger wires. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when and where you're tuning in. This is episode 20 of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast, and I am your host, Louis Talby Jr. ever come to a crossroad and wondered which way to go, left, right, or straight ahead? The first thing we need to do is thank God we have options, because it sure beats coming to a dead end with no way to turn. After all, a decision is the greatest power we have, and I can tell you exactly how to make the best decision. Well, I'm going straight ahead with this episode, so let's go. mom always said just listen to your heart one time i said mom that's a lot easier said than done because my heart don't speak loud enough for me to hear she said no son your heart is speaking plenty loud enough you are just not listening well enough you keep your mind working so hard but all you need to do is ask god for the answer and shut up and listen you will never hear the answer if you continue trying to figure things out on your own instead of trusting god for the answer you asked him for she was absolutely right and she knew me very well It's really hard for me to shut up and listen sometimes. But even when you don't shut up and listen sometimes, God gives us answers in different or even funny ways. 20 plus years ago, I came to a crossroad in my career and had a really tough decision to make. We had been moved back home for about four years. We had three kids and our oldest had just started first grade. We were in a good neighborhood and were actually very comfortable. When the largest real estate company in the world gave me a great offer, but it required us to uproot again and move about 150 miles away. My wife and I discussed it and prayed a lot about it, and I made an agreement with the company to go there on a temp basis for one week to help them mobilize some new malls they had just acquired and put a management team in place. I told them to give me to the end of that week, and I would give them my answer if I was going to stay or not. They agreed and provided me with many tasks that they wanted me to accomplish while I was there in the first week. One of the first actions they needed me to make was to terminate a gentleman there that was running the security department. Now, he had been with the previous owners for more than 20 years and was highly regarded by them and in turn had a higher level of responsibility and was paid accordingly. Now, to be fair, this guy had very high credentials and was certainly worth far more than the salary he was already getting paid. But unfortunately, this new company only had this one mall there and couldn't afford him on the payroll. So I arrived at the property on Monday morning with a folder containing his termination paperwork that had been provided to me by the company's HR department. I walked in and introduced myself to the administration staff and asked that they had this guy come to the office. I have found when you walk into situations like this, the best thing to do is just rip the band-aid off quickly. So I wanted to make this my first point of business. Now since this was my first time setting foot in this mall, I invited him to take a walk and show me the ins and outs of the property. I wanted to gain as much as I could of his 20-year knowledge before giving him his walking papers. After about an hour of walking the property and talking, we were leaning on a railing overlooking the maintenance shop. He was telling me something, but I wasn't really hearing him because my heart was screaming, you can't fire this guy. When we returned to the office, I sat down and said, I'm going to level with you. You're being paid way more than we can afford to pay someone to oversee our security. He knew this was coming and said, yeah, I was expecting this. I said, so I'm going to need you to find a new security director to replace you. Because I'm putting you over all operations, which includes security, housekeeping, construction, etc. He said, wait, so I'm not being terminated? 
I said, no, you just got promoted. Congratulations, you're the new operations manager for the mall. I had no idea, but later learned that this guy was totally expecting that day to be the end of his employment at that job, and had already been searching and praying for his next opportunity. His daughter was getting ready to graduate high school and head off to college, so the timing of losing his job wasn't good. So I was blessed to be able to deliver the answer he was praying for. However, it was Monday, and I had until Friday to figure out what I was going to do. Well, I was sitting in my office Thursday evening. The office was closed and everybody had left but me, or at least so I had thought. Knowing that I had to give an answer the following morning, I was really struggling with what to do. I said, God, why can't I hear you? You know what's best. Heck, you already know what I'm going to do and how it turns out, so please just tell me. Nothing. I called my wife and told her I was going to decline the offer. Now, it was dark in the office except for the light in this corner office I was in. And as I hung up the phone, I saw a shadow step into the doorway. It was none other than the mall's new operations manager. Before I could say anything, he asked, Do you like corn on the cob? Now I'm thinking, is he inviting me to dinner or something? I said, yeah, I love sweet corn. He said, well, you're going to have a really hard time eating it with no teeth. Now he's a pretty big fella and a lifetime law enforcement officer. So looking at him standing in that doorway of that dark office was a little intimidating to say the least. I said, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. He said, you better accept that job and move your family here if you want to continue to enjoy corn on the cob. Then he just said, good night, I'll see you tomorrow, and walked out. I called my wife back and told her to go ahead and contact the realtor. She said, but I thought you said, I said, never mind what I said. I like corn on the cob, so we need to get that house sold. I hung up the phone, leaned back in my chair and smiled, and said, God, you sure have a way of telling me what to do, even when I don't shut up long enough to listen. Well, that was 20 years ago, and we've gone our separate ways in our jobs. But it was a huge stepping stone for my career, and more importantly, that fella is like a brother to me now. Our wives immediately became best friends and consider themselves sisters to this day. Our sons were the same age and grew up together, and today, they're still best friends. My daughter grew up looking up to his daughter like a big sister. We all love each other and truly are as close as family. We still live 125 miles from each other, but we spend most weekends and vacations together. So while he and I were both praying for answers about our career path, God had a much bigger picture for our lives and mine. So when we're at a crossroad and it feels like we can't hear the answer of which way to turn, we just need to always know and have faith that God is a thousand steps ahead of us. And if we'll just be patient and trust in Him and listen, not only will He answer us, but His answer will be much greater than our ask. Now this is where it gets a little crazy, as if this story wasn't crazy enough. Alright, fast forward 20 plus years. I now find myself at another crossroads in my career. And believe it or not, one of the intersecting roads is that same real estate company. I have a tough decision to make and have really struggled with it this past week. Trying to follow mom's advice and listen to my heart, but again, I can't hear it. Well, this guy and his wife were staying with us for the weekend. And on Sunday, we were all just out floating around the pool. I was really enjoying the light conversation and jokes, but knowing I had to give an answer on Monday morning, my mind was really heavy. I just thought to myself, God, I need an answer. And I kid you not, as soon as I thought that, this guy's wife looked at me and said, Lou, do you have a decision? I said no. And that led to an hour discussion in which they gave me great advice and helped me work through my decision. So once again, God gave me the answer even when I wouldn't shut up long enough to listen. He don't just whisper to us. He'll get the message through one way or another.
We all come to crossroads throughout life and have to make some tough decisions. The key is to understand which direction is best for our priorities. Now I've heard people say, sit down and list out the pros and cons and then weigh them out. That's not what I'm talking about here. You must first list your priorities. For example, one road may have a pro of paying you a bigger salary. But if one of your priorities is ultimately to get to a place that that road doesn't lead to, then that's not a pro at all. For me, my priorities are what is best for my family. And that's not just money alone. That's where we live, what kind of insurance we have, how much flexibility I have to spend time with them. Another one of my priorities is what best allows me to fulfill God's purpose in my life. So you see where I'm going with this. I have to first create my list of priorities, and then I can take that list and create a pros and cons list. You can't have pros and cons if you don't have priorities. The great thing is that God has already put every answer in us. We just sometimes overlook them or don't listen because our brains or thoughts sometimes want something different. You know, we should use our brains for math and reading a contract or deciphering facts, but we need to always listen to our heart when making a decision. Have you ever been in a job or a relationship because in your mind that was the easiest place to be, but you have that gnawing feeling in your heart that it's not the best place? Maybe you're staying with a job because in your mind it's good money, or you stay in a relationship because it's the easiest thing to do. But if you have that gnawing feeling in your heart and soul, you need to change directions. We have all made some wrong turns and ended up in one of those places. The best news is that on the road of life, U-turns are not illegal. So never be afraid to change directions if your heart's screaming you're going the wrong way. So here it is, a very easy way to decide which way to turn in an intersection. The first thing we need to do is determine what our priorities are for us, our future, and the possibilities for our life. And we need to think beyond today. We need to think what is important today, but also what is important in 10 years, and even what are the important things that we can do today to leave a better life for our children and our grandchildren and their grandchildren. That is our true priorities. Then once we have those priorities, we just need to ask, if I turn right, does that lead toward them? If the answer is yes, no matter how terrifying that road appears, have faith and head down that road. On the other hand, if turning right leads us away from those priorities in any way, we need to turn left. We're not always going to turn the right direction, but the absolute most important thing we can do when we're sitting at a crossroad is move one way or another. The worst thing we could do is nothing and just stall right there. Teddy Roosevelt said, In any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. I have heard people say, Well, I'm waiting on God. Well, I can tell you, in most cases, God is waiting on you. We were made to be people of action. He didn't just put us here to sit around like weeble wobbles and just teeter back and forth. Some of you may get that. If we choose to just sit there and watch the cars go by, we will never reach our destination. Now the biggest fear we have as humans is the unknown. So we have to be careful to never allow that fear to affect our decisions. Some of the scariest roads can lead to the best destination. Moving your family is hard. Leaving a comfortable situation is difficult. Venturing into a new direction is always scary. But we have to jump off that cliff if we're ever going to soar. And I know, that first step off the cliff is the scariest one. But that's why most people never reach their full potential. It is very sad and perhaps why I do these podcasts. I sincerely believe that the biggest tragedy in life would be getting to the end of our road and never reaching our God-given purpose. God put us all here for our own individual purpose. 
but as I have said many times, he left it 100% up to us to take it or leave it. We all have our own free will. I have taken some very scary jumps, and I have sometimes crashed to the rocks, but I've learned something every time and continued to climb back up and jump again, because I know that once I get it right and start soaring, it will all be worth it. I vision getting to the end of my journey and looking back on the path that I took, like looking at a GPS when you make it to your destination. Oh, I know I'm going to see a lot of crossroads and see that there was better ways to turn from time to time but I will not regret traveling down any of those roads, even the ones that were full of potholes and roadblocks. I won't regret them because they are evidence of my journey, and I'll know that I did my best to navigate every one. That, my friends, is called living life. I hope you all always make the right turns, but even when you don't, remember that even a journey in the wrong direction is better than sitting at the intersection. Well, this concludes another episode of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast. I hope you found some value in it, or at the very least found it entertaining. I wish you all great success in your journeys, and thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.